what happened with this, I remember it was this company that begins by doing some legitimate, if legal gray area payment processing, ends up uh, just largely falsifying the, its numbers. And then, and then crediting the sales to an office that turned out to be like an empty apartment in Dubai or some fishermen's huts in the Philippines. Yeah, we went and knocked on the door and they're like, hi, yeah, we're looking for the payments company, please. Yeah. And my colleague walks in and she's, uh, she, we don't know what we're expecting. She's like, is it going to be gangsters? Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. maybe there's going to be a real business there. And she, uh, she knocks on the gate, walks in, and there are two men with a white poodle on a glass table. <laughs> and they're going to get a haircut. <laughs> <laughs> this is what's at the heart of why I can't. And it's like, oh right, okay. I think we found the magic in the business here. Yeah, it's it's the yeah, poodle group. The magic in the business is that it's a dream sequence in a Jim Jarmusch <laughs> film. Yeah, you've invested all of your money into this very expensive poodle. You, you can't see how, but and the, the the fur from this poodle fetches a lot of money on the black market. Let me tell you, which is but, why we're shaving it. Guaranteed rate of return. I can't lose. But also. Um, right, this, the, the revenue of the companies allegedly based out of these huts and empty flats um, was, you know, uh, fictional. And with the holes in the balance sheet, just explained away by them saying, oh, we're waiting for the payments to process and then inventing some revenue from somewhere else that you then claimed was the revenue from the first place and saying, oh, we're waiting for the revenue from that other place to process. So it's so long as it seems like you just keep kept it moving, then uh, KPMG, says, uh, EY rather, just says, well, you seem like nice guys. I guess we'll <laughs> sign it off. I mean, forgive me for being an idiot here, but I feel like the point of fraud is it's supposed to be quite lucrative. Uh-huh. So if you're doing fraud and it's lucrative, and one of the things you're trying to do is not get caught doing fraud, when you're, do- when you're doing the fake office in Dubai, why wouldn't you hire just like a couple of guys who look like they're not doing fraud to sit there and go beepity boop tapping on some keyboards rather than two guys shaving a poodle? poodle grooming time. <laughs> The poodle's not going to groom itself. It's actually the most valuable part of the business was the dog grooming I salon. Actually, I, I, that is a good question I'd love, that I'd love to hear the answer to. Why didn't they bother making any of this stuff look legitimate? So they did do that, but that time they didn't know we were coming. Oh, so okay. this was the unannounced visit where we're like, ah, we've worked out who the partner is. Mm-hmm. We'll, go and, mm. we'll just go and take a look. And then, then there's this whole bit where um, it all starts to fall apart and the auditor's like, Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. We should probably go and take a look at all We should stuff. probably have yeah. taken a look at their books at some point. <laughs> oh, crap. I probably shouldn't have said it wasn't fraudulent. <laughs> yeah. So they show up and the, you know, the rooms are full of people doing payment processing things. Or rather, there's rooms of people tapping at keyboards. Mm-hmm. And the yeah. auditors walk over and have a look at the screen and they're like, Seems to be payment stuff on there. Numbers on it. Yeah. <laughs> Surprising number of poodles wandering around. <laughs> it's the BBC yeah. News fake typing uh, news segment thing. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> Look, there's lots of numbers on there. I'm seeing ones, nines, different combinations, decimal points. You know, all seems in order. Thank you, gentlemen. Yeah. Uh, that's, that's the rule for fraud is that as long as they're numbers, that is presumed to be a legitimate business but enterprise. Also, this was all sort of the brainchild of a few. Strange German men, most notably, and I think who's become something of a celebrity in the eyes of the uh, hosts and audience of this show, one Jan Marsalek. Jan Marsalek. Man who is very much alive and well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's inside a barrel, he's listening to his favorite music, the AC is on, don't worry about him. <laughs> so, can you give us, like... Actually, no. We're gonna we're gonna hold off on the on the Jan Marcelek thing. I want to I want to sort of do a little more of the talk about a different guy. Yeah. Riley doing a little Chris a Tarrant, guy. but we don't want to give you that there. <laughs> so basically, no. the whole story itself. We'll we'll get to Jan Marcelek. 
I find the, the whole story itself, as, and again, Alice and I were talking about this earlier, kind of has the arc of a Scorsese movie where a guy, a German Ever guy. Since I was a little kid, I always wanted to be a payment processor. Well, sort of. I made the exact yeah. same fucking joke on the phone. Yeah, oh, so no, we've become too powerful. Essentially, yeah. the, uh, uh, Chris, uh, Chris Bauer, a van sneaker distributor in Germany, yes! once, yes! hold on, Milo, hold on, don't celebrate yet. After sharing, a, like, after sitting next to Hustler Magazine's Larry Flint on a plane, yes, decides to make money by processing payments for pornography uh, online and realizes that this is essentially making money by doing nothing. And then at every stage that this model was challenged, everyone involved, include up to and including the German state, just kept doubling down. I mean, that's pretty much it, really. Uh, it's right. astonishing. <laughs> Der Penthouse Forum. <laughs> ich habe eine I never idea. thought this would happen to me. <laughs> <laughs> this my payment process would be entirely fraudulent. <laughs> so, I, was, I ended up in this crazy party mit these two guys und this poodle. <laughs> We did so, some that <laughs> freak shit. And then like <laughs> it's like one guy one like German sneaker salesman has a conversation with Larry Flint on a plane, and then thirty years later, uh Edo Kurniawan is like flying around the entire world trying to improvise Filipino fishing huts into looking like payment processors. <laughs> because money for nothing, if there's one story thing I've learned from about Wirecard, it's that if you can make money for nothing and you basically can't do anything else, then you just keep hustling as hard as you can. You never look back. Yeah, grind some. Yeah. I mean, that's basically it. Yeah. They, 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 find, they find this great business, though. So he. He gives up on the van sneakers and is like, I can make way more money doing this. And it's all porn and gambling. And they're making money hand over fist. And then it all just starts to go away. Mm-hmm. Like, the, you know, it, I mean, they're not even thieves. They're just like normal businessmen who are going, ah, nice business you got here. <laughs> it's a shame if something <laughs> happened to it, like us walk out the door and take it away with us. Yeah, of course. And that's what happens. A couple of guys are like, I reckon we could do this. We'll take these clients and we'll go start our own thing and see you guys later. Because the actual story of, of Wirecard itself, like the Christopher Bauer, the guy who starts the first payment processor, he doesn't start a company called Wirecard. He starts a company where people can pay for porn online via their phone bill. And that company buys a struggling business called Wirecard as they expand into other markets, right? Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's where uh, Marcus Brown comes in. We got to talk about Jan Marslek now. Okay, okay. You know what? We've we've teased this for long enough. Imprisoned comrade. I need, <laughs> I, I'm going to ask you one question about Jan Marslek, and then we're going to. That's going to be the 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 key that opens it all. Was Jan Marslek for real intelligence connected, or was he just trying to big dick everyone? <laughs> I mean, no, man. Jan Marslek is this crazy, talented guy. Like he drops out of high school and starts a tech company, and then he gets poached and. He's as charming as they come. Everyone goes on about he could just talk and talk and you feel amazing. And he makes you, he makes you feel like anything you're going to do together is going to be beautiful. And, and he throws money around and he sort of wraps people in this spell. But he's also just like a total bullshit artist. And he just makes it up as he goes along and he's a total chancer. And so the thing is, I think he kind of had like a thing for James Bond. And just wanted to hang out. Oh no! <laughs> he, he just wanted to feel. He wanted to feel a bit dangerous and uh, a bit like German James Bond or Austrian James Bond. 
Okay, so he, there's this moment with Jan where he's really successful. They've uh, they've done the whole India thing where they've stolen like 300 million euros and set themselves up in this mansion in Munich called P61. You know, think sort of like uh, four meter ceilings, white walls, fussy art, that sort of thing. And he's basically sitting around and he can't go on holiday. Every time he goes on holiday, he, he lasts about two days with his girlfriend and then it's just like, oh, I've got to work. I've got to fly around the world again. <laughs> got to get back to the basement family. <laughs> and his friends, who include a Russian mercenary, are there going... Great friends. <laughs> you know, they're good guys to be friends with. Yeah. Everyone needs a Russian mercenary in their life. It's like the Expendables for company. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so they're going, okay, Jan, well, what do you want to do for a holiday? And he's like, I want to do something which no one else in the world can do. So his friend goes, well, you know, my friends in Russia, we've just uh, conquered Palmyra. <laughs> do you want to go have a stroll around? Yeah. And he's like, yeah, that sounds fun. And then so they sort fly him Wagner in. Wagner Group tour package. <laughs> it literally yeah. was with the Wagner Group, right? Wagner River Cruises. Yeah, who else would it have yeah. been? I mean, mm. yeah, that seems pretty likely. But then yeah. this question, is he for real or not? Mm -hmm. So he turns up with the best body armor money can buy. Mm -hmm. You know, like carbon fiber, carbon fiber helmet, this sort of jacket, which has like a bulletproof vest, like built into it. I don't know. Supreme body armor jacket. Yeah. You know, the Armani Kevlar, that sort of thing. Sorry, tour guide of the Valkyries had to get that one in. There we go. And the Russian soldiers, sort of, sorry, Russian mercenaries, you know, the little green men, they, they say, Jan, this is some lovely stuff you've got here. It's very nice. But if we take you for a walk with this, every single sniper in the area is going to think you're the number one VIP and they're going to shoot you dead. And so he has to leave it all in the hotel. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna put that in uh, uh, in the against column for is he for real? <laughs> yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah. yeah. 